Hello and welcome to the fourth official's EPL and World Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, here with Tottenham fan and doctor of colorectal arts, Peter Eugene Miller. Hello, Dr. Pete. Uh, I think it, sometimes it's better if it's just me and you, Thomas. Sometimes yes. when you and James are together, you guys get a little vashnickered and insult all of our international <laughs> podcasts. It's funny you Listeners. say that because my assistant coach for Calvin's team is English. And I was thinking, because he was talking about like the Prem and talking about he's from the uh, he's from London near the I guess it's like central London or, or slightly like north. Whatever it is, it's Wimbledon territory. And Wimbledon. He, hmm. he was an AFC Wimbledon fan. Growing mm. up, they they switched over to MK Dons, but he was a fan of those like Vinnie Jones teams, <laughs> <laughs> like the Brawlers from the early nineties. Did he have a Premier League team as well, or just? I uh, they were in the, they were in the Prem. Uh, actually, were they in the Prem? They were a first championship division team. team. I think they were in the Prem for a minute, but they collapsed financially, and then emerged as mk dons a little while later but i think that they were a um this is where you do need james for those fringe 1990s premier league teams yeah he's dumb he'd probably know that um but yeah so i was thinking about like oh yeah letting him know i have a podcast and everything and then i was like "Mm, we make fun of english people all the time We don't give our cards out to English people. (laughs) No, I was like, "Mm, I don't know how long, uh, how long. It's only a matter of time before he discovers us. Anyways, we're we're pretty (laughs) pretty big. Well, he's not that into the prem, unfortunately. Uh, like he doesn't know about anything that happens throughout the week or anything like that. So, you know, it's not a huge deal, but whatever. You know, it's best not not to send an invite to somebody that we insult on the reg yeah so that's a good point but yeah no mk people. dons we won't be covering that this weekend um this week we will be covering some pretty wild matches Pete, mm. including man city drawing chelsea question mark in a wild wild game um the front runners in the prem lose this weekend I'm talking about Tottenham, of course, mm. and run out a, a lineup akin to like Louis Van Hall's Manchester United in like February, where it was like Darren Gibson, Tom Cleverley, one of those looking lineups. You guys were pretty ragged looking. It's a dire situation, Thomas. An Eric dire situation. Yeah, and you guys take an L uh, late kind of payback for that game earlier in the season where you scored two goals in extra time. But uh, Dave Jenkins will be excited with two goals in extra time. We were texting. Did he talk any smack or was he respectful? No, he doesn't. um, He's respectful. He also doesn't like Man City or James or Man U. So he would rather see Tottenham win than your other clown teams. Yeah, well, my team is a clown team it's literally a circus they didn't lose this weekend though so oh, hottest James team in the prem 
yeah, hottest team in the Prem. Sorry, James texted me. I asked him if he was doing the pod a while ago, and he's like, I'm in China. That's not really – I don't see how that's an excuse. So, whatever. It's fine. It's James being James, you know, idiot. It's priorities um, more than anything else. Yeah. And it really is it that hard? Really is it that hard? Like, I guarantee you I just canceled like, a surgery to do this. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a lot more, and he's like, well – it's in the morning there. It's prime time working. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah he like says, he's really working hard. Like yeah. he believes that. How good do you think he is at walking around in China and acting like he knows everything about what they're talking about? I bet he's like the best at that. Yeah, and a little bit of a strut too. And then he likes to mm-hmm. like surprise people that he knows the language. Yeah, and they're like, oh, this American guy, he knows it. He knows his stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just called him. He's like, oh, I'm in China. He texted me. And I said, well, you didn't actually say you were in China. You told us it was up to us on what day we did. And I I called him Twatty Longstockings, which I think is a really good fitting name for him. Anyway, I don't want to talk about stupid James if he's not here. His stupid team, Drew, which is why he's really not here. He could have mm. probably moved mountains and been here, but he wasn't. Because Paul um, Cole Palmer tied it. Right yeah, let's, let's start that, that match. Super exciting match. Mm, four to four match. draw. Wild which match. Makes, which brings Chelsea's record, Pete, to four, four, and four. Four wins. Nice four symmetry. Losses, four draws. And they get a four to four uh, match here. It's at Stanford Bridge. Um, City take the lead, and it looks like it's the same old thing. Holland with a penalty to start it. Um, a lot of really bad penalties in this one or the really clear penalties i should say i didn't think opinion. that was a clear penalty at all that one i don't know i thought it was pretty obvious i What's i your contention i think it's not fair to allow a striker like holland to pull a guy's shirt pull him off balance and uh-huh. then call the defender for the foul after he pulls his shirt back like to me that's two guys doing the same exact thing and if you let holland do that and basically what you're by calling that pk you're letting him do that like he's already unstoppable and that just makes things worse like there's if he can grab onto your shoulder push you around and pull he pulled his shirt towards him like there's no way you can stop him it's impossible yeah if there's two guys jostling and they both got hands full of shirt Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's not a pen. Well, I thought it was pretty clearly on Chelsea, but I, I think that's the problem with Holland. That's what makes him so good is his power and his speed. Um, that's like his biggest attribute is power and speed. Um, yeah, and that's true. It makes him so difficult to defend, and there's only so many defenders, Harry Maguire being one, who can handle that kind of power and speed. Um, but... Uh, I you mean, know, this City, is the City. similar to me to the situation um, where you had with Gabriel in, in um, the Newcastle game. I think it's it's you know if you're that to me that's similar situation. So I don't understand why one's a pen and one's you know not a foul basically. I think, um, I, I think you should different. have a very high threshold. Definitely for a penalty kick. This is the way things are now. I mean, I, yeah, there's so many. I guess PKs. I should say it's a pen now. It's like uh, when the ball hits somebody's hand, 
this happens in every single Manchester United game. The ball hits somebody's hand, and it's like, well, that shouldn't be a pen, but that's a pen now. I feel the same way about this foul. Uh, I don't feel that way about the Gabriel non-foul thing. He took a chance because he got beaten, and he knew he was beaten. The ball was floating over him. He took a chance and took a dive instead of trying to win the ball. He, pr- he probably would have lost the ball anyways. Jolington's pretty big. Um, but that was on that was on Gabriel making that decision. It's like when David De Gea laid down in the middle of the goal and was hoping to get a foul called, and they didn't call the, the, the goal back. This was like two years ago. Like we'll agree taking... to disagree about that one. Fine. We, that didn't happen <laughs> in this match anyways. Holland gets the goal, um, the pen, and it looks like same old, same old, but actually Chelsea come back and score immediately. Um, yeah, they really four minutes punch later back keep the because I think in. if they had – let yeah. City score there. That's when you, you go down two nothing to City and you're toast. Yeah, then your They'll players just play with just you like a dead uh, mouse. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, my cat, my 15 year old cat, got two mice this week. Two. 15. Wow. Yeah, Bama's 15. Um, we did help her with the <laughs> with the second one. Uh, she got, the the mouse is caught in a in a trap and we kind of lifted it and then the mouse fell out and the cat went berserk. But yeah, she uh, she caught the first one this week on her own. We haven't had a mouse in this house in like seven years since we had a really? mouse in the first week lived here, and no way. she killed it. Yeah, she killed it. That's surprising like me because you guys kind of live out in the the boonies a little bit. The neighbors because you got all kinds of weird door. stuff in your backyard. Yeah, well, we have we've had more snakes than mice. Don't you have coyotes? Yes, we have coyotes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, our it, last weird. mouse wild. was. Last week, when um, our gray cat Gus dumped a half-dead mouse very proudly on the bed mm-hmm. while Molly was sitting there reading her book, <laughs> and the mouse ran away, uh. and then my other cat caught it, and he brought it under the table and stared at it, and the mouse played yeah. dead, and then he turned around, and the mouse ran away. <laughs> um, well, it's good to catch it. Uh, what Gus did was right. Bomb, the bomb likes to slap it around. Her, she's using so much of her claws, you can hear them like clipping the carpet. Ew. Like you can hear, it. and and what happens is she does that for like fifteen, like maybe like five or ten minutes, and so then she the just mouse, like serial killer kills them. Yeah, she like doesn't do like our up. old cats used to just like murder them. She messes around with them and pokes a whole bunch of holes in them. And I went to get the mouse. I was like, Ellie, the thing is caught under this thing. Let's let's throw it outside or whatever. And the thing's just like has like fifty holes in it, like leaking. There's a bunch of uh, like innards that are spilled out, and I'm like, oh man, like I had no idea this mouse is in such rough shape. But anyway, anyway, boy, we anyway, went sideways for a while there. But anyway, so uh, back to the City Chelsea game. Um, Raheem Sterling scores against City, and that was the theme in this one, Doctor Pete, as. Players that City has sold come back to score big goals in this one. I'm not going to spoil it, but somebody that they sold recently scored a big goal uh, a little later in the match. Sterling scores, which is kind of amazing in itself. And then um, Chelsea was actually winning 2-1, to one, but let up a big goal before the half, Pete, which you just can't do. Uh, it does get hard of because of the extra time is so much Very longer, poor defending in this one. Yeah, I mean there were individual mistakes, especially for City. You really don't see that out of their back line, and 
Gavardial, um, mm-hmm. and um, Diaz. Horrible, horrible mistakes. Like, point-losing mistakes. Yeah, and, and they did lose a point. Yeah. Which uh, is a big point for Chelsea. Chelsea's shown flashes here and there of coming back to life. Beating Tottenham four one, obviously that game was a bizarre game. You guys, you guys were down two men, and they didn't really take control of that game until like the ninety third minute or something like that. But getting a point off City is important for them. They got a point off Arsenal, they got a point off City, and they're starting to round out and kind of become a team that you don't want to play in the second half. And well, they also came from down a goal three times. Yeah. And that, that shows a lot of progress for them. You figure them to capitulate and just collapse, especially after that goal before the halftime, which you just can't do uh, against a team like City. You need to go in the half winning 2-1. to one. It changes everything. But they they still took the lead when they came out. It was 2-2, two to two, and Nicholas Jackson scored in the 67th minute. All of Poacher a sudden... Poacher striker's goal. Huh? Poacher striker goal. Yeah, all of a sudden, Rebound. Nicholas Jackson can't stop scoring. <laughs> Goal number uh, six for him uh, after his hat trick against Tottenham. His terrible hat trick where he had like 10 shots on target. Um, but he scores a big goal, and City get their big goal from Rodri to um, tie it up. And... Rodri really has turned into this guy, Pete. I, I think it was Gundogan before, but Rodri took the mantle over as the guy who's going to score the big goal for them. And it kind of completes him as a player and really makes him a top five player, as we saw when he was out, right? Yeah, his evolution will be completed when Pep replaces him by a better player somehow next year. And you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. Wasn't he, like, the best player on the team? Yeah. And now he's on the bench. Wait, how did this happen? Yep. Yep, but again, he's Mr. Score the Big Goals now, uh, scored the Champions League winner, and it's it's tough when you're uh, playing against these guys, and oh, you, you took care of Foden, and you took care of Holland, you kept Holland off the score sheet, and then Rodri beats you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it looked like that was going to be the case in this one, but City let up a late goal, Chelsea continues to attack, and Diaz just slides all the way through. Who is it? Uh, what's his name? Bro, Broja? Yeah. Is that who it was? Lost his mind. Just, just did like a ten foot slide tackle, and it's the easiest thing in the world to do now, especially with VAR. If you can just, if you see that slide tackle coming, just poke the ball anywhere. It's gonna get called a pen, even if they get the ball. You know? Yeah. It's like kick so, the kick the ball the guy's waist and you'll probably hit his hand in the box yeah but very poor from one of the best defenders in the league and then step forward cole palmer who was sold to chelsea for 50 million huge amount of pressure on that pen man yeah huge amount for a young guy five pen goals this year i don't understand how chelsea have five pens first of all no one else has three (laughs) <laughs> Chelsea has five pens, and he's scored all of them. He has five goals. I think he has six He goals. said he never practices penalty kicks, by the way, which is a fucking lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that definitely <laughs> yeah. definitely is a lie. 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, but it's just a it dumb thing a... to say. Like, what what are you trying to prove? Like, oh, I don't even practice them. It's like that's just yeah. stupid. And if yeah, it's really yeah. true, then you're an idiot. Yeah, that's a weird. And if it's not true, lie. you're an idiot. Yeah, that's a weird little kid lie. You know, <laughs> just lying about something that you just don't need to lie about. Like, you know, be like, my dad makes a million dollars a year. <laughs> just like it's the same exact thing. Like, why would you say that? Because you know you practice them on some level or another, and you have practiced them in the past. Um, well, either way, I mean, his big goal. I, I don't really have a problem with City selling uh, Palmer to Chelsea. And the reason I don't, I know you do. The reason I don't is because I don't think, based on his sample size, that he was worth $50 million. I think they could have gotten 25 30 for him. For a guy who is a bubble player for City, had some games here and there, but really never played an, a major role in anything they've ever done. So, I mean, even even at the at the height of his value, because he just hasn't played, he's not worth fifty. So I was like, well, I mean, fifty's a lot. They need they the the city needs that money for FFP and whatnot. I don't think um, they need the money that bad. I well, mean, they sold plenty of other guys. To me, it's it's not about like selling him and Pep's like he wants to leave. He's not going to block yeah. guys. He's got a squad and he's got the resources where he can do that and it doesn't have uh, a massive impact on his team. But to me, it it's like why sell him to Chelsea for 40 or 50 when you can sell him for 30 or 35 to some other league or somebody else? I mean, yeah, Chelsea, you know, James has a good point that Chelsea's not a direct competitor right now, but things change fast in the Premier League, man. They do. I mean, City's been up top for a while, but, you know, eventually Chelsea historically has always been, they've never been down for more than like three years. So, and they've got, yeah, and they've got, saying. they're the only team, they're the only 35. team that's, that's spending as much wage wise and they spent much more on transfer values, but they're the only ones that can go toe to toe wage wise with City. Yeah. I think I don't think they could have I mean no other no other team would have done anywhere that. else. You wouldn't have sold them to Chelsea. We wouldn't have sold them to Chelsea. They are our direct competitor more so, but mm-hmm. I, I I mean you're not wrong. I, it they, could they it could Champions come back League. to haunt you if they you know, if he's a guy yeah. and he looks like so far he's been Chelsea's one of Chelsea's best players. I guess I guess I misspoke when I said they need the money. They don't need the money because they've they've actually sold a bunch of players. But I think the difference between 50 and I don't think they could have gotten 35. I think that other offers would have been like 20 to 25 in other leagues. There's only one league that can spend the kind of money that the, the Prem spends. That's the Prem. No one else can afford to spend money on a guy that's a fringe player for City. They can't spend, uh, you know, afford to pl- to pay him uh, what City does. So, I don't know. I don't have as big of a problem as you do, but um, he sticks it. He sticks another pen. Plays a pretty good game in this one, and Chelsea get out of there four to four. Pochettino goes after the refs after the game. Pete, uh, a bunch awesome. of yellow cards in this one. I didn't really think it was egregious on the scale of uh, the refereeing performance on the scale of uh, a prem refing performance, but uh, you know they get their point right. Yeah, unfortunately, this reminded me of the Tottenham teams I watched like second or third year Poch. 
when they were just starting to rise. Like a lot of good young players, really gutsy performance, very aggressive attacking performance. So it scared me a little bit, honestly. Like Chelsea, even in our game, you know, I haven't been that worried about Chelsea, but the problem with them is they just have so much talent. Um, Yeah. There's, you just can't deny that. They've signed a ton of talented young players. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of, we've always said, well, can you get any of them to play together? And the answer has been no so far. Um, but Pochettino looks like he may be starting to make some inroads. And you're starting to see a little bit more consistency in the lineups, mm-hmm. I think. And guys are starting to win starting positions and. You know, we'll see what happens, but they—they they definitely they're they're much more dangerous now. And like you said, like nobody's gonna want to go to Stamford Bridge and play them right now. Yeah, and it's really. I mean, when's the last time City let up four goals? Ugh, I, don't I, know. I cannot remember rushing. them ever letting up four goals. It's a it's a unfortunate development for my team, especially and, and your team, mm-hmm. Tottenham and Manchester United, fighting for the top four or five. Um, because it just adds another team to the mix, and we didn't think that they would be down for as long as, as as we would as it looked like based on the performance last year. But basically, what that does is it makes it so nine teams now are competing for the top four. Yeah, um, it's crazy, and it's just like that's why Manchester United starting out so poorly, and they really haven't righted the ship yet, despite the four wins in five. Um, but you just you just don't have any wiggle room because of Aston Villa and Brighton and now Chelsea into the mix. It's like uh, you know, such a dogfight that it's unfortunate. But uh, we spent enough time in this game. Four to four, fun game, lots of um, controversy, lots of goals, and can't ask for more than that, um, can you, Pete? Unless you want to talk about some late goals like they were scored in the Wolves versus Tottenham mm. game. Wolves 2, Tottenham 1. Both goals scored after the 90th minute for Wolves. And Tottenham scored in the third minute. And it looked like maybe you guys could get a 1 or 2 nothing win. Because right now you're kind of in that Manchester United mode where it's like we just three points anyway possible when you have these this many injuries. Um, Davies starting at center back with Dyer. Uh, it's just... Don't forget about Royale at left back. Royale at left back. <laughs> Uh, Wolves aren't particularly great at scoring goals um, in general, but they are a Premier League team, and at home especially, like they're going to be tough. Yeah, figure they are. though if you get up early, you might be able to hang on, but uh, just didn't have it in the tank at the end of the game. Let up two late goals, and where's that put you guys? You know, it was kind of a test. Having all those guys missing, having Madison missing, um, having Romero, of course, missing. Where does that put you guys on the track now as you try to recover from missing all those players? I mean, it was a very predictable result. Like, I think that um, we got lucky. Not lucky, but um, we were fortunate that we scored so early in the game. Um, And it was a nice movement, nice attacking movement. But really, from our goal until probably the 85th minute we really didn't have much offensive output at all and you could tell that um 
Big Ainge was frustrated that he couldn't, like we just couldn't progress the ball up the pitch because of the players that were on the field. And, you know, I, I don't think anybody thought that we would be able to compete for anything without our starting 11 on the field. I mean, it's just such a huge drop-off um, to go from Van de Ven to Davies and Romero down to Dyer. Like, and Ainge is going to play a high line, and those guys just can't do it, and they can't progress the ball at the pitch. Um, Big Ainge hates LaCelso so much, and LaCelso has been not favored by the last three coaches, really. Yeah. Um, he hates him so much that Madison is injured. We literally have no other creative midfielders other than LaCelso, mm-hmm. and he still will not start him. He starts Hoiberg and Saar and Basuma in the center midfield. And they're yeah. all defensive DMs. midfielders. Yeah. So the balance is just completely off. And, mm-hmm. you know, Wolves, to their credit, they're they're tough at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, yeah, they've I had know, some I know. nice results at, at home. They tied Newcastle. They beat City. Um, they, they lack a cutting edge, and that's the way it looked. You know, in the 85th minute, it really looked like, well, City, or uh, I've seen this film before, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to huff and puff all game and outplay us and not be able to score a goal. But um, Sarabia came on, super sub, very nice move in between our super slow center backs and just smashed it. And then, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to criticize Ainge too much, but I think there's a time and a place to, like, just close up shop, take your point, and go home. You know, yeah. I mean, if you're like serious yeah. about get, competing for fourth and fifth place, um, like that's the time we're at their place. We haven't had any offensive output. Just close up shop, take your point, go home. Instead, we're still inverting our wing backs, and Hoybier's yeah. way out of position on a free kick. And it's like there's 30 acres of space out on the wing. And there's a simple overlap guy drops it in, you know, the 94th minute. Uh-huh. E- easy, not an easy goal, but a nice goal. Um, and it's just like, well, you just pissed away a point there. But I can't say we deserve, we certainly didn't deserve to win. Um, and I'm not, you know, saying we deserved a point. I'm not sure about that either. But I, I just don't think that, um, you know, what Ainge has been able to do with a bunch of holdovers from Conte and Mourinho Uh is nothing short of amazing. I mean, they've brought in guys who have been exceptional in their positions, but the, the squad that they, the rest of the squad that they have is miserable. Absolutely miserable. And you, you just can't strange mix. Yeah. You, yeah. You have a bunch of guys who are, who were signed to play defense DM, yeah, that's exactly that's, right. I was thinking the same thing. It's 180 degrees from Ainge's strategy, so like you can't you can't effectively play a system, and this this game proved it. It's like there was no offensive output. The ball never made it out of our half. You know, up to the the striker. Son was starved of service. Um, it was a, a sign of things to come. Now I will say that. Some of these players will get back. Like, you know, when Yudogi's back in the lineup, um, Romero will be back in two games. Like, it will be better. 
but Madison is just such a key. He's for so us. key. Yeah, we just don't have anybody who has the um, creative abilities that he does. And this is the first game, which is pretty amazing. The first game when I was like, God damn it, I miss Harry Kane so much. Like, I have not thought that for a single game this season. Yeah. I've been like, well, I mean, it'd be nice to have Harry. Midway... But this is a game where Harry Kane would have won the game. Like, yeah. th- these are the games he goes and wins. It's like one nothing, and then he just buries his only chance in the 75th minute. It's 2 nothing. game's over. And yeah, instead, you, you sold him that... to Bayern for, you know, what amounts to not very much in the grand scheme of things, and he's absolutely tearing the Bundesliga to shreds. Yes, he has Bad won sale. several other games. They love him. The fans love him, especially they've never seen a player of his caliber that has the defensive work rate he does. Um, they really like how... Well, he scored like 20 goals for him. Of course they love him. No, but just like, <laughs> they've had that before. You know, they've had Lewandowski, they've had uh, Gomez and some other guys who score a ton of goals. But they haven't had a player as complete as him. And he had to be for those Tottenham teams. He had to be everything. And yeah. as a result, you know. But but I think the good part is for Tottenham that it's very clear what you need, which is important. It sounds like a, a throwaway. Like, oh, yeah, well, how do you not know? But, like, Manchester United hardly ever knows what they need. You know? Like, yeah, just I think the, like, overall, around. I'm very bullish on our team going mm-hmm. forward like I, I know that there's going to be it's going to be a tough couple of months with those guys out but yeah overall the situation you know it, you strengthen a little bit in January hopefully um, but you get more aged players in that support mm-hmm. a system and you can see very clearly what he wants to do and they've already proved that if, if you have players who can do it which most of the starting 11 can yeah. then you can compete you just have to fill out your squad and I do think you need to tweak your tactics a little bit in the Prem because it, yeah. it teams will figure you out and you have to have alternatives. Like, that's what Pep that's a good point. the best at. Like, you know, he'll do something and then all of a sudden, like, Kevin's playing, like, right below the winger for 60 minutes and they just pass the ball around out there and, like, create three goals that way. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But uh, I, I'm still, like... You know, I'm concerned because you have to lower your expectations after those injuries. I think injuries impact our team so much because our backups suck so bad. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I don't think you know we're gonna have a we're gonna it's gonna be a struggle to compete for top four with those guys out. But um, still very happy about the uh, situation so far. I mean, we're you know at the end of the day we're two points out of first place. I mean that's crazy. Yeah, you, I think it's really important to bank those points. Like yes. you said, to get all those those wins when the when the breaks are going for you, uh, and you're getting wins instead of draws because those things will matter at the end of the year. I still think Tottenham is ahead of all the teams behind them in terms of their prospects. I do worry big time about the tactics being figured out, getting on on film, and somebody you know figuring out a way to counterattack you guys well. I think yeah. that will happen, and I also agree with you when you said in the 90th minute, really like the 87th minute, if you're in the Premier League and you're in a one-goal game with a team that's not a relegation battler, and Wolves are not a relegation battler this year, um, they're a professional Premier League team. You need to know how to kill a game off. 
Yeah. Especially when you're missing players. Like maybe if you still had all your uh, still had Madison and those guys. I mean, he probably wouldn't be on in the 88th minute. He probably shouldn't be. If you're up one zero, yeah. you, you just you got to have a way to kill the game off. That's such a big part of being in the prem because there yeah. are so many late goals. And now they're doing that stupid thing where they're trying to prove a point about time wasting sometimes in some games and they'll add an extra 10 minutes or whatever sometimes um so you just have to have a strategy for that we'll see what happens with it tottenham's sitting fourth but they're only two points out they have a healthy goal differential um and it hurts pete it hurts yeah it was a uh, tough week big game against villa after the break um at home because villa's right there next to us another dumb international break the dumbest (laughs) And this one has the most players pulling out of it. I noticed that Ederson pulled out of the Brazil team, um, and a bunch of players are, are not playing this week. Uh, it's because they're all they injured already. Because they play every stupid. like twice a week for for their country and for yeah. their club teams. And December is rolling around, and most teams, even if you don't have other competitions, are playing like six times in December. Yeah. Um, sometimes as many as eight. So yeah, this international break is just the dumbest of all time um speaking of dumbest team of all time manchester <laughs> united one luton zero um united continue to be unconvincing i think that's the most uh, i think that's unconvincing that comes... hottest team in the league thomas yet somehow the most informed <laughs> team in the league <laughs> it's just scheduling they've won four of five they haven't really beaten anybody um the only and it also is not in all comps because they got smoked in the Carabao Cup by Newcastle and they got then they lost to Copenhagen, which, by the way, Pete, was it's hard to say this because there's been some really terrible stretches in the last few years. It's up there with the worst losses that I've experienced as a Manchester United fan. It, 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 that wow. is really saying something in the yeah. last 10 years. But I didn't realize play, it was that bad. It really was because we're kind of it was on the edge there, the knife's edge, the Champions League moving to the next stage is on the edge. But you're playing Copenhagen. They're not a good team. You're and in you had Copenhagen, the game. You had the game tough. under control. Yes, but you're up 2-0 in the 30th minute, and then Rashford gets a red card called against him. It's an incorrect red card, and, you know, it sucks. It really sucks. These things do happen. The problem is you've already given away all your leeway in the Champions League by uh, – letting up a loss to Galatasaray. Um, and Not a, a good horrible, time to get horrible. a bad red card. Like, yeah. It, it, it's just poorly given. You just don't card. have time for it. And then it's like, all right, well, again, it's Copenhagen. They're not a good team. I don't know if they've ever scored four goals in the Champions League. And <laughs> I'm sure they haven't. <laughs> and 30 minutes, okay, fine. You're up to, you really shouldn't lose this game. You really shouldn't, because they're not good. And not only did we lose the game, but we actually let up two goals to, to make it 2-2. Two to two, And we're about to just throw it all away. And then we got a penalty, a late crappy penalty. One of those handballs that I was just talking about, where somebody heads it into your hand, which is stupid. Um, and we get it. In the 70th minute, we score another goal. And it's like, all right, well... It's 3-2. to two. You're playing Copenhagen, who have never scored four goals. Probably, maybe never scored three goals in the Champions League. You should be able to figure out a way to hold on to this. And it never looked like Manchester United were going to hold on to this game. 
It yeah, was you want to like, talk about not killing a game. It's just that attempt after attempt that are like really, really dangerous from a team that is not really dangerous. And it just we just make everyone look like they're amazing. And the funny part is that United's defense this year in statistics has actually been pretty good. But the uh, the the XG that they allow is high. They haven't they haven't let up a ton of goals. But Onana had the most saves going into the week. In the Premier League, <laughs> this is Manchester United. Like, what is going on here? But it just looked like completely out of control. Casemiro is injured. Um, he really wasn't doing anything when he was in. But it feels to me like like a tactical problem still. We are not scoring goals. In the Premier League, United are uh, eighth from bottom in goals scored, mm. which is horrible. Nottingham Forest and Everton have scored more goals than us. Mm. And that's, that, to me, it is tactical. We're not getting opportunities. Hoyland has zero Premier League goals in eight matches. It's uh, not good enough. It's not, but he doesn't have any opportunities. He isn't getting but one or, or so chances a game. It's not like he's missing. He's not getting chances. No one is getting chances for United. They have a very low XG. They have a very low. Uh, they have a very low shot percentage. They they're just not putting balls on target. They're not scoring. They so they beat this Luton team, um, and it's a big sigh of relief because you're going into the break and losing to Luton would be monstrous. You know, Luton is not a good team at all, but you're at home, and Luton has been picking it up a little bit, looking like they might actually stay up just because of uh, default. But they're not good, Pete. Like You, you really should shouldn't be nervous in the 80th minute against no. Luton at home, which you I guarantee be sweating you and it. Joey were sweating. <laughs> Manchester United's forwards have one goal this year. One goal in the Premier League, and it wasn't Hoyland. It was, uh, I think it was Rashford playing up top. Like, that is just unacceptable. The ball is not coming in. They're not getting anything going. And the tactics are still bad. That all being said, as we scrape through, I mean, there have been a lot of injuries, blah, blah, blah. Rashford has been terrible this year. Terrible. Are you worried about him? Huh? Are you worried about him? I mean, he's 25 years old. Like, we know what he is. It reminds me a little bit of Son. You know, Son had those yeah. streaks in his career when he's just, like, 20 games. He can't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. He's he's streaky. Um, on, on the all, other side of that, you have both of them can score 20 goals in 20 matches. They really can. Both of them have mm-hmm. done that and gone on tears where they are the best attacking, you know, inside forwards in the league where they're coming in from the outside. Both of them do that. And right now, he is in a putrid spell like Sun was last year. Um, yeah. And it's not injury-related. It is just confidence. Even in those big Champions League matches, that Galatasaray game where he was in on net and he decided to pass it oh, one-on-one. Yeah. That's when I was like, something's wrong with him. Yeah. He's just – that's the kind of player he is. He's a confidence player, and his confidence is really low. And United cannot score goals. They have 13 goals this year put that in perspective uh liverpool arsenal tottenham aston villa newcastle brighton all have and of course city all have more than 25 goals united have 13 
They're being outscored by Brentford. Wolves has more goals than them. Like, this is really, really poor, and it is tactical, and it has to be fixed. It can't be something where you're like, oh, you know, when Shaw comes back. I'm sure that Shaw coming back will have a big, you know, bump up, and if Leach ever, like, if, if that guy's, I'm, he might have, like, osteoporosis or something <laughs> from not getting milk when he was little because he grew up in, like, you know, super poor Argentina. But, like, sure, that'll help. Those guys aren't forwards, you know? Like, I think the problem is in from the build-up play. You're not even getting balls to Hoyland at all. So, pretty poor win. Hooray, 1-0. Hooray, three points for sure. Manchester United is now in sixth place, which is, like, astounding, all things considered. Yeah, actually, I'd say the, the, uh, you know, the bright side is the amount of points you guys have. You really shouldn't have that many points. No. And if you can figure out a way to get back on track, whether it's getting guys back or changing tactics, um, you know, you're in better shape than Chelsea. Yeah. Um, well, playing bad teams for the last, like, seven matches has really helped. Well, um, I mean, you know, that that is true, and you guys have not looked necessarily good in any of those matches, but no. they're even though it's – stupid when people say it over and over like three points is three points but if you do it four times in five matches in the Premier League especially away matches you know the points add up and you know sixth place is not a terrible spot to be in like you're still within striking range despite how poorly it seems like you guys have played yeah, I mean, the big problem is that we have not played well for the entire season, basically. we Actually, the best we've played was Copenhagen for the first 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we were up two zip. We were threatening to score more. Um, and the game turned, and then we collapsed. You poured but, yourself another drink, got up yeah, in the middle of the game. Bad. Came back, and bad. there was a red card. Yeah, it was terrible, man. It was terrible. But, you know, these... Beating these bad teams is important, but you have to play well eventually because in December, you play eight matches. Wait, that might be more than that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches. And that goes all the way through to nine matches if you consider January, uh, early January when the FA Cup comes in. You play eight matches. You play Newcastle away, Chelsea at home, Bayern at home, Liverpool Ooh. away, Ooh. West Ham away, Villa at home. Ooh. Man. And they say you might have Shaw back. Shaw's not playing in all those matches. Um no, I think Casemiro's out till after the new year. Hoyland went down in this one. Um Erickson went down in this one. Yeah. You guys might we, be starting Joey Miller at D mid. Yeah. Well no, we'd never go that far. But <laughs> this is not good, man. You the thing is, we're not playing well. <laughs> Most importantly, out of all of this, we are not playing well, and you're not going to be able to scrape through, as Newcastle showed us. You can't scrape through against Newcastle and teams that have definitive shape and a definitive idea like Aston Villa, Liverpool especially, Liverpool at Anfield. I mean, that's a derby match, so sometimes that can carry you through um, your poor performances. But, yeah, United do not play well here. Get the three I mean, you, re- you guys really need – your big boys, Bruno, Rashford, those yeah. guys have got to step up and and win these games. For well, you. like, or, or at least you know, find a way to get some points against these tough teams because they really haven't. No, they haven't, haven't done, done that this year. Bruno has been bad, but again, I don't. It's not like he's crossing balls in and they're going out of 
out of play. They're not even in the other. They're not even in the attacking third. They're not getting there. The the tactics are not pushing people through. We don't have. We have one pen this year on a handball, because we're not getting in the box. Like there's nothing happening from an attacking sense from build up play, which is the exact opposite of most of last year, where we were able to cut people up. Um, something's been figured out and. We haven't adjusted yet. Ten Hag has not made an adjustment. He's more been like, oh, it's like a morale problem. It's not a morale problem. Like, it's it's the entire season so far. Even the guys that were injured in the first few games, we played the same way, the same, like, laboring attack. And we have 13 goals and 16 allowed. So, United have to figure it out. Um, a team that has it figured out and are dangerous, I don't care what James says. Liverpool, who are one point out of first place. Liverpool 3, Brentford 0. Um, Salah scores twice. Jota scores. And Liverpool look like they're back. I say this every single week so you guys understand. Liverpool are dangerous and they look like they're back. I don't see how you can sell Salah, by the way. Um, Liverpool's going to be in a similar situation that Tottenham was in with Kane. Um, Mm -hmm. Coming up in the summer. And they're going to be staring... You know, whatever it is, $150 million in the face. Mm-hmm. And Salah will probably want to move. And he's not replaceable right now. I mean, he's going to fade. But what he contributes to that team, I mean, he's arguably the most valuable player in the league for his team. Like Hoyland, if Hoyland got hurt, like City would still score goals. Yeah. If Salah gets hurt, I think they would miss him dearly. Yeah, And like he's I got said, a bunch of assists, too. Ten five goals, five assists. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, he's having a brilliant season. And he's extraordinarily dangerous. And spearheads their attack. I mean, I think the Liverpool City match this year, again, we're back to... It's going to yeah, be it's a, tasty a terrific one. match. Where is that Especially the game? way uh, City's been defending. Is it at uh, Anfield? I don't know. Let me look. It's probably at Anfield because City's got all those. It's the next match. <laughs> is it it's, the... uh, it's at the Etihad. Oh, it's on, it's on uh, the 25th. After the international break? Dumb international break. Yeah, it's the oh, first match. That's right because we're going to be you up in the hunting be in stand. stand. You'll be in a tree stand with me. <laughs> Freezing my balls off. <laughs> freezing. Absolutely freezing. Uh, my toes have never been that cold in my life. And I've watched some cold sporting boots. events. Well, I didn't know it could get that cold up in a tree because I've never been up in a tree before sitting there. Why <laughs> would you sit up in a tree? It's the mountain that makes it cold, not so much the tree. Uh, it's the, the side of the mountain that, that really it, it, it subtracts about 10 degrees. And From it's my, already cold. And then you yeah, had wind. You could have, like, flicked one of my toes off when we walked I could have. And that was only in, like, 90 minutes <laughs> for your toes froze. The trick is you got to buy something every single year. Uh, every year you figure out, okay, what part of my body is cold? The first year your whole, <laughs> your whole body is cold. And then the next year you, like, you know, I got a heated vest. Okay, then my chest is warm for part of the day. And then the next year I got one of those, like, neck things that you can pull up over your face. What if you only uh, go up and watch somebody else hunt for three hours a year? 
I mean, what I was thinking is you guys, you and Joey need boots anyways. I realize you're in Richmond and like it doesn't snow anymore, but you need boots like at some point it's going to snow again. And I got a pair of boots that are like a mixed grade where they're completely waterproof so that you could use them in like a rain, like if it's really raining. Um, but yeah, just, just buy the boots. You need boots anyway. I bought this year my um, uh, Calvin soccer team. They gave me a gift certificate for coaching for Bix, and oh, nice. I got I got uh, cold gear like. You didn't buy soccer know. stuff for your team. No, cold. I've spent <laughs> so much money on them, and I don't get any of it back. Uh, I get cold gear like uh, the whatever the pants, like tights. They are super tight, by the way. Even though they're medium, I don't understand how people normally wear these things um and then i got like the cold gear top too last year i bought new boots that i could fit hand warmers into the toes Mm. you know every year you just add something pete that's the thing um anyway liverpool's really good so (laughs) they win 3-0 over brentford and they're dangerous man i cannot wait for that city liverpool game that you and i will actually we'll be able to watch it i actually get better reception in the tree than I do at camp. How do you... Um, we will be able to watch it. How do you hunt while you're watching soccer? Um, like, do you just, like, look at the screen half the time and look out in the woods half the time? Yeah. I mean, you can actually look at the screen for, like, two minutes straight and then look up. And also, does your battery run out in, like, four minutes because it's Yes, that's a problem. But I have a little, like, uh, power pack thing. Hmm. Um. That is a problem where the battery runs out. Um, but, no, you can do it. I watched last year. There was a United-Chelsea match, I think, on Sunday. And I watched it. Um, you know, you, you're looking up when you're you're looking around for movements. You can look up for, like, 10 seconds. You do a scan, and you get a little bit of movement or something. Like, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but hunting is actually really boring. Um, <laughs> you don't want to miss anything, but, like... It is really boring. Like I'm going to be sitting there for two and a half days. So that's why oh I God. do it for three hours a year. I yeah. sit up there with you, without yeah, a gun. You do it so that you can listen to my cousins and uncles talk about small town Pennsylvania and the abso- absolutely absurd cast of characters that come out of Lewistown, PA. That we could never do justice talking about like dudes intentionally burning their houses down with their like <laughs> wives in the house and it's like oh yeah like how do you know he did it on purpose and it's like well he moved all his guns to the garage before he did it <laughs> and then he, he left like 10 stacks of newspaper on top of the oven and then was like oops didn't mean to do that anyway god we were really digressing today uh, <laughs> Liverpool's good. Brighton won. Sheffield United won. That's a bad draw. Uh, mm. Granted, Brighton did get a red card in this match. Andrew Latimer not pleased as Brighton have been sliding this year, and are just—I mean—they're just taking having that European competition take its toll. They're just not made for it, especially after losing all their talent. Yeah, they've really been sliding lately, and um, it's a shame because they—they they play such a nice game they work the ball around well but they just don't have the depth right now to really mm-hmm. compete with the big boys especially 
you've got like you said there's there's eight other teams up there and you right now you're looking at it and seeing they're they're probably going to be squeezed out of that group which would be disappointing for them but they've if they're serious about getting better then they have to reinvest i mean there's no other way around it um especially if they're playing in european competitions um they're not going to get better you're you're not going to get better in the premier league or get up to the next level um deserby is going to get snatched up by somebody soon you know they were talking about him replacing pep at some point james had mentioned that but you know, someone's going to come calling for him soon, right? Yeah, that's that's inevitable. I do think all the sales that they've made, like this offseason selling Caicedo for 110, that actually kind of takes the place of European competitions anyways. And That's a good point. I hate to say it, but maybe at this point where they're at, having just sold like some really core players, they, they really probably, if they could probably choose again, they might choose not to be in the competition. The, are um, they in um, Europa? They're in Europa, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd say Conference League. You definitely don't want to be in there, but yeah. I get it. I mean, Europa. if I'm a Brighton fan, I wouldn't say that. You know, like, yeah, yeah, being yeah. in Europe is a huge deal. Yeah, but if you're looking, they just made so much money. Looking at the long game, though, I, I agree with you. Yeah. They they slide. They're down. They're dropping pretty quickly. Um, their goal differential's dropping. They are in eighth place now. They're down there. Uh, United passed them, which is saying something. It's just it's just so hard when you throw in the Thursdays. The Thursdays are just the worst. You know they they mm-hmm. travel. The travel isn't crazy. Uh, at least it wasn't for them. They just went to the Netherlands. It's not that far. What's your level um, of concern for playing on Thursdays in the new year? Um, do like. Do I think it's going to happen, or yes. am I worried about what it'll mean when it does happen? Both. Um, I think we're a Europa-level team, so I think that's kind of where we belong. And because of how many other teams there are fighting for the three and four spots, or actually two, three, four, right now, and we're not in the race for second, but fighting for those spots, I almost feel like. Out of all those teams, most of them are in Europe. Brighton's in Europe. Liverpool's in Europe. Uh, Newcastle's, Newcastle's in, in Europe. Europe. All those other teams are also in Europe. So I don't think it's that much much of a disadvantage because we have more depth than all those teams technically. But we're so hurt right now that, I, I mean, we need we need a chance to get in the Champions League, I guess is the final answer. Like, we... We need it. We we have to be able to get in the Champions League. And, and most likely, there will be a fifth spot for the Premier League, and mm-hmm. fifth will do it. But at the same time, we really need the Champions League. So yeah, I if think we if have you to guys do don't Europe, get Champions do League, that would be a disaster for, for you guys. More so be. than probably any other club. It would be, and we are already like right on the edge of starting the cycle over. We're, we're scraping out wins right now, but in order for us to continue on in the Champions League, we have to beat Galatasaray and beat Bayern. Almost definitely have to beat Bayern Munich at home. Bayern should be playing their backups um, at that point. They're already guaranteed first place in our group <laughs> after four matches because Copenhagen, Galatasaray, and us are all like on three and four points. So it's actually... 
within our hands. I mean, we we can we can win out, and unless Copenhagen wins out, I think we would be in second place. Um, at the same time, like the way we play right now, what are we going to do in the Champions League? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that that being said, I want to continue in the Champions League, if only so we don't have to play Thursdays. But if we have to drop into Thursdays, we have to do it. And yeah. it's not something we can poo-poo. We have to compete and try to get Champions League no matter what. So we have to. We don't have a I choice. Think, I think what you guys need more than anything is just some injury luck. Yeah. Don't tell Ken that. But um, And and some of That's that dumb. is to not just to get players back, but during this busy period to not get any more injuries. Because you yep. just can't afford, like, you know, Bruno goes down or Rashford goes down. And, like, you just can't afford anything else, really. No, and Hoyland going down hurts a lot, um, especially because of our alternative options. Anthony Martial just <laughs> continues to be on this team. And I, 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 I just don't understand how there's not a guy, like, who's your under-20 striker? Is he really that far off? Would you do major damage by having a 19-year-old come up who is not a great prospect, but maybe you give super basic ideas to? Because I guarantee you, a, a, a youth club like Manchester United probably has a decent prospect that plays striker. Um, you know, sure, we bring him up if they're awesome, and he might be, like, pretty standard. So what? Anthony Martial is not good. He's just not a good player. I'm tired of seeing him come on in the 80th minute. The worst player on the top six squads that gets like a decent amount of minutes. Like, I can't think of anybody worse um, who's not not a starter, but like first off the bench as a a striker. And he is first off the bench. And he'll score a nice goal, it'll come soon. He'll have, like, a nice interchange of passes and do a little dink over the goalkeeper. Um, but he's not worth it in any stretch. He makes 200,000 pounds a week. And he was one of these signings that defined this Glazer era that we've just had. It's coming to an end now. The Manchester United um, director of football or vice president of operations or whatever. You mean the sale they've been talking about for three years? Yes. Um, he has officially resigned as of January 1 um, as the new incoming owner who is only a he's only the owner he will only be the owner in um, shareholders but he has taken control and and the Glaciers have capitulated control to him given him control of the football of all footballing operations that was one of the the ideas behind him buying a certain percentage of the club is that he would be in complete control. And basically it's a win-win for the Glazers because they get a bunch of money up front. They stay within the club to uh, collect when the club's value goes up. And they don't have to put any money in. He said, I will put my own money in as long as I am the de facto owner of the club. So they also don't uh, have to take the heat anymore. When nope, they don't like, have to take the heat. Oh, it's, it's perfect for them. They need to sell they the club. St- they still have all this money. Um... It's believed that they're like he would never buy the club under the idea that he couldn't eventually have full control, but at the same time, like that's what he's doing right now and he's seventy two years old. 
Isn't there like five jerk siblings? Yes, at least. There Does might that be six. Sound familiar? Yes. Well, four of them are not in the limelight, and then two of them are the ones that like love to be around and associated with the club, even though they've tanked it. 100%. The the other four ones are ready to cash yeah. out. They said they're ready. They don't care about the club, and they just want the money. So I think what happened is he bought out all of them, and then the two left are kind of like, fine, but we want to stay, and we're all, they're still on the board. Those guys are still on the board, so uh, they don't have any say over the over the footballing um, operations. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because be a United have United have never spent into the amount of money that owners are allowed to give the club, like, uh, and I mean legitimately allowed to give the club, like. You're allowed to get put in a hundred of your own money every single year, hundred million, and United have never done that because they have so much money, they're so profitable that they've never had to dig in, and because their owners are scummy, the owners have actually taken money out of the club every year. They take fifteen million in dividends every year. Um, so, I think what's going to happen here is uh, there'll be a bunch of infrastructure money put in that does not count against FFP, and then. Um, it could be this window or the next you'll see money put in from the new owner, um, which is a big deal as United move. The sale is supposed, it's supposed to be officially announced next week, but it's just a formality. Um, as you see guys getting clipped um, and getting bumped out before the new regime comes in. So Hopefully better days for United. Uh, a couple other games. Arsenal beats Burnley 3-1. to one. Uh, no. Real quick, Pete. Burnley going no. down or not? Um, well, <laughs> they're in 20. Everton they have four just got docked 12 points, which is a lot of so points for a it team It hasn't been officially announced. Everton I mean, getting docked 12 points. There's a lot of smoke, though. Yes. So that could change the calculations a little bit. 12 points It could, is but a lot Burnley's more. in 20th. Yeah, Burnley's in trouble. They're, I think but they're, they're, um, then again, they they're two points from safety. They don't have any Premier League players, do they? No. Like, they play real a, Premier League players. Yes, they play a really attacking style without any Premier League players. And they yeah. lose every game. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going down. Um, Arsenal, a ho-hum win at home. Pick up a weird red card late. Um, terrible red card. scores, huh? <laughs> terrible red card. Terrible weird like red spiked card. Spiked him wave. out of nowhere. But uh, they get the win. There's some weird goalkeeper stuff going on. I thought you brought up a good point in the preseason when they bought Raya. It was just such a way to unsettle a team that didn't need to be unsettled. Like I don't, I don't think they were losing anything with Ramsdale. I actually thought he was pretty decent. You know, I think he was um, on the Premier League team of the year last year. Like, the players' team or, you know. One of those teams? Yeah. And there's 20 yeah, it just It was an unnecessary unsettling. And I don't think Raya's that great or any kind of big upgrade. And you've seen him make some giant mistakes this year, too. It just seems like they created – Arteta created a goalkeeping issue when there didn't need to be one. Yeah, I, I don't get it at all. I, I, I know that he wants to play out of the back more. Mm-hmm. Um. And I guess Ray is supposed to be better with his feet, but yeah, he, he, like you said, he doesn't. You watch him, and he's terrible on crosses. Like he's yeah. 
He's cost them. He cost them a goal in the Tottenham game on flapping on a cross that was yeah. a floater. And um, I just don't see how, number one, he's that much better. Number two, why would you buy Ramsdale and then turn around and buy him, was it one year later? Yeah, I mean, and Ken will say, well, that's a loan. You're, you're not, playing him every no, you're, game. Yeah, you're, you, you bought him, or you're... you're you're planning on purchasing him to yes. be your guy. Like, the, it's not the like you're bringing him in for a year is... to displace your goalkeeper, and then you're going to give him back. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bizarre. Just a really strange decision. I mean, Arsenal, I... is, is they're doing fine, obviously. They're in uh, third place, tied for second, one point off first. They are doing well in the Champions League, so it's not I like think a... Ars- I think <clears throat> Arteta is um, socially, like, doesn't have his bearings correctly like you know his response after the last game when um you know he's talking about how it was a disgrace and all this other stuff like some of his locker room talks on the amazon (laughs) documentary just like what pictures like what are you talking about like he's just a little bit disconnected like i think he has a really good soccer mind like Mm -hmm. his tactics are obviously very good and he's he does like make his decisions and go with them and he's not afraid to do that but yeah he does some head scratching stuff it just it seems like he's not quite connected you know you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of all these coaches that come out of the bill belichick coaching tree where they they want to be this person they want to be bill belichick and have like his like cutthroat attitude and like be that curmudgeonly jerk kind of guy but they can't because they aren't him they don't have his skills and Arteta is actually better than they would be in this case like the Bill Belichick coaches records is is like it's like a winning percentage of like 30 percent or something atrocious but Arteta has a background at Barcelona he has all those tactics and then of course he studied under Pep he studied under um under uh, the Arsenal, Arsene Wenger, um, and other great coaches. So he has a lot of knowledge, and I think he is a much better coach than we sometimes give him credit for. But at the same time, that weird mental part of it, he doesn't seem natural, and he seems like he's trying to be something that he isn't. And I think it does hurt them, especially when stakes get high and he's just acting like a complete bizarre weirdo. Um, and, and maybe could attribute to why they're not, they didn't contend last year after, um, you know, the last eight games of the season, just being a weirdo and not being able to control yourself. Yeah. He has trouble controlling himself for sure. Yeah. And so, but Arsenal get the win here. A nice, easy three to one win. They are leading their champions league group and most likely will get through. So they're doing enough. It just, we'll see what happens when the pressure's on, because it seems like that kind of, uh, his personality quirks are not beneficial at all. Uh, a couple other matches of note. Villa win 3-1 to over Fulham. I mentioned that because it puts Villa in fifth place. One point out of fourth. Two points out of third. Three points out of first. They are dangerous and they are a tough team to beat. United will have to play them as well soon. And last match we'll mention of the day. Bournemouth 2, Newcastle 0. That is a horrible loss. A horrendous loss for Newcastle against a Bournemouth team that is amongst 
the baddie bads at the bottom of the league um, that are like looking like they're going to get relegated or have a dogfight to get relegated. For Newcastle to lose this game, they got smacked around. They didn't just lose it. They, they got they got the crap kicked out of them. They had Bournemouth had ten shots on target. Ten shots on target. That is horrendous. Bizarre loss. Um, and it's just you know maybe it's one of those things like you were saying teams that aren't used to Europe just not being able to compete when the weekend comes around because they're out of gas. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think they definitely ran out of gas in this one. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, I think they're in fourth in their group in the Champions League. So it's a it's tight group, though. It is tight. They are in. Let's see. Yeah, they're in fourth. It's a good group. It's going to be hard for them to climb out. It's Milan, PSG, and Dortmund. They're and at they could PSG, be another team. And I yeah. think they're at. Are they at Dortmund? Yeah, I think they're at Dortmund. I think both their games are away. There's a decent chance that they get knocked out of the Champions League and Europa. They would have to win one of those games to make Europa. And uh, Dortmund's leading the group in PSG. They all have everything to play for. So, uh, as a Manchester United fan, I hope that they win and they go through. And then they have to play more matches. But they look really tired right now um, as they lose to a bad Bournemouth team. But the bottom line here, Pete, is that Manchester United, who are not a good team, have had the worst start they've had since, I don't know, like World War One or something like that. Just dumb <laughs> statistics when they come out. Are seven points out of first place. Now, that's not good. But the point is that even a team that is playing as poorly as Manchester United is not a mile out. And there's just eight or nine teams, really nine teams in there, that are within two matches of first place let alone the top four yeah you know what i mean it's crazy it is a dog fight big and december i think december is where city takes off because they have the most depth and the most quality depth that's when they take off that's when they win all these games against teams that are huffing and puffing puffing and they go on their 15 game winning streak and everybody else is left in the dust you already have newcastle Brighton, Manchester United, Tottenham, all these teams are starting to slow down as their depth is being tested. And that's when City usually takes off. So, But a big old match on the other side of this one that you and I can watch in a tree together. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, anything else to add, Pete? Nothing to add. I hate international breaks. Seems like we have one every freaking month, man. Mm-hmm. I think they stop for a bit, but then we have AFCON in January. Um, and oh, we, I forgot about that. All our good players are losing. Losing goalie. <laughs> AFCON's so stupid. It's also like Who's every other year. Who's your backup goalie? A dude I've never, you've never heard of. We bought him this summer. Oh. Or David De Gea. Oh, no. Wink. <laughs> hey, at this point, I would take De Gea in January. No, not De Gea. I'm saying the other guy. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, De Gea has been pictured... Multiple times in Manchester in the last two weeks. But Isn't I feel like if they lives? were going to sign him, then they would have already done it. And they would have been like, it's a month-long signing for when, what's his name's at AFCON. Um, that would be a really stupid signing. I don't agree with that. I don't think that would be stupid. because he's Stupid for him, the system. not for you guys. Everything he's done is stupid. 
Why is he not on a team? <laughs> Why is he not on a team? He's a good goalie. I don't, I don't know. Uh, he needs to fire his agent, reevaluate well, his life, and then yeah, it, get on a good stupid. team. What he's doing is stupid. So him signing a one-month contract would be uh, normal for everything that's going on. So, All right. For James Lewis, who is in China, he says he sent it to me. He sent me a screenshot of him saying he's in China. Uh, newsflash, I block out James as often as I possibly can. So I don't care that he's in China. I also think it's don't think it's that hard to do this podcast. Just Yeah, saying. seriously. For stupid James, for Ken Lee, who's about to have another baby, we told you not to, and for Dr. Pete, I'm Tom Miller saying I hope everybody has an awesome week. We told you not to do it. Don't have another one. Yep. It, I wonder if, I wonder how many more times we'll see him or get to hear him because... It depends on how well Arsenal's doing. Like, if, yeah, Arsenal's, if Arsenal's really doing well yeah. and they're in first place, he'll mm-hmm. climb out of the depths. Or if they make a nice Champions League run mm. of any kind. Mm. Well, they haven't won a knockout Champions League game in like 27 years, so <laughs> probably not going to happen. I laughed, but when's the last time they won a knockout Champions League game? I looked it up one time. It's like 2000. That's not not 2000. They were yeah, it was the like the last League time they made it to like the f- four. It was it was the year they went to the finals, and then after that, they I don't think they've ever no, won. No, because Ronaldo beat them in the semis with a free kick from 40 yards. That was like oh eight or something like that. I mean, I think it's like 2010. But that's a good one to bring from the chat. Make sure that he's engaged, and then drop that one in the chat. And I want to see his little <laughs> explosion. But. <laughs>